Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I had planned to ask our next guest to join us next weekend, but I'm glad he uh, last minute made room for us today. Tom Korski, executive editor of Black Locks Reporter, joins us on The Roy Green Show. Doesn't mean you're off the hook for next weekend, Tom. It's always my pleasure, Roy. It's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Uh, and I never consider you to be a fill-in. You were the first person I thought of. I thought, who's going to provide us with Roy. information and entertainment? Tom Korski. I'm cool with second fiddle. The main thing is fiddle. That's the main thing. <laughs> okay, let's get at this issue of um, our special rapporteur. Mr. Trudeau's decision to not proceed with a public inquiry, but instead put in place a special rapporteur, and if the special rapporteur happens to agree that a public inquiry is required or preferred, then Mr. Trudeau will, of course, listen in or listen to what he has to say. In this case, it turns out to be David Johnston, the former governor general. And I uh, questioned two weekends ago, I thought, I, I spoke, I said on the air, I'm questioning the objectivity of the choice. I, I, I'm not going to challenge Mr. Johnston's abilities or his dedication to Canada, but he's the wrong person for this particular job, for this assignment, and I'm disappointed that he accepted it, considering the relationship that he has with the Trudeau family and with the, uh, with the Trudeau Foundation. You also wrote a, a piece on, uh, on uh, Black Locks Reporter at Mining Ottawa, about uh, the rapporteur turning 82 and what he's had to say. Share with us, please. Lengthy introduction, eh? Not at all. I, I will challenge his abilities. Let's be frank here, Roy. The, the, the man does, does turn 82 in June. I get to say this because I'm a gray beard, too. Don't tell me that our mental faculties, for most of us, do not diminish with age. I've always said, after a certain point in the day, I'll sign pretty much anything you put in front of me. I have a question as to whether we could rely on David Johnson to make sure he turned off the stove before he left the House, let alone decide if there was a wholesale election fraud in Canada. This is, this is frankly ridiculous. And let's talk about Dave Johnson's record. He's been TV Debates Commissioner. What happened under his watch as Debates Commissioner? The Commission was successfully sued twice for running a press blacklist. Are you kidding me? Two separate federal judges cited the Debates Commission for running a media blacklist. So this is not the guy who's going to be the decider, and I'll tell you why. Because there's going to be a vote in Parliament as early as this week. And the vote in Parliament will ask, do the majority of MPs agree there ought to be a public inquiry? According to the vote count so far, 177 will say yes, and that's a majority. You're getting a public inquiry, Roy. The only question is whether the Prime Minister accepts it gracefully, or whether we continue down this road is, I'm, I'm sorry, it's difficult to believe this is the action of a G7 country. Whether this 82-year-old this political appointee is going to decide whether there was election fraud, it's a little rough. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I'm, when, I, when, I, when I think of Mr. Johnston, I think about his tenure as governor general, and he seemed to handle that uh, gracefully, and he was suggested by Stephen Harper, which I'm reminded of regularly. Uh, I also interviewed Jagmeet Singh, and we played back part of that interview yesterday, in which I suggested to Mr. Singh rather strongly that he should have presented to Mr. Trudeau this fact 
we, the NDP, have voted in parliamentary committee to support a public inquiry. You, the liberals, are opposing us and the opposition parties, but primarily us, and we have an agreement with you, the supply and support agreement, and here's the deal. Either you support the public inquiry and our position in parliament, or we are going to tear up the agreement. I think that Mr. Trudeau would have uh, supported the public inquiry option fairly quickly. Well, the option for the New Democrats now is to vote against their own motion on the House of Commons, which would frankly be berserk. Yes, it would be. It but, would be. But, but Roy, there are some people who get carried away with this, and in my opinion, I think they overthink it. Maybe certain party leaders are overthinking this. What is this really about? This is about serious people made allegations of criminal activity to the authorities who were in a position to do something about it. That's a fact. We know that to be a fact. Alleged serious crimes. Right. These are felonies. The allegations have sent people to jail. If proven, they're very serious charges. And what did the authorities do? This is another fact we know. They didn't do anything. And so the question becomes not whether the election outcome was changed. The question is... Did the Prime Minister's office do nothing when told of, of serious allegations of illegal activity? That's why they don't want a public inquiry. That's why they don't want the Prime Minister's chief of staff testifying at yeah. the House Affairs yeah. Committee. But it's that raw. And uh, we need to remember that when you testify before a parliamentary committee, it's like testifying in court. This is not an informal situation. If you lie to a parliamentary committee, then that's a perjury issue. Oh, they absolutely, they can swear in, uh, they can swear in witnesses any time. And by the way, this is an interesting question. Just because parliamentarians really do this doesn't mean they can't. They have done it in the past. What happens if you don't answer a summons from a committee or lie? Do you know what they can do? They can put you in the Carleton County Jail. It's happened. Now, admittedly, it hasn't happened since 1892, but they do have that power. They do have the power of a court. Yeah, yeah, they do. Okay, so uh, so I'm disappointed that Mr. Johnston took on the role of special rapporteur. I, I, I'm not going to say I'm surprised. I will say that I'm disappointed that he did that. Um, underground economy. I really hadn't thought about it for years. And we did we did shows, my God, about 20 years ago. It was the only thing people wanted to talk about at times. The deals they got and the taxes they avoided. And, uh, and here's your story. The tax deadline is April 30th. And CRA reminds us that the underground economy is still a major player as far as the unofficial economy is concerned. $69 billion is what you're right. That's a big number. They want the money. It's huge. You know what happened, Roy? It became institutionalized, let's be frank. We see language that's frankly unbelievable if it was from anywhere else, except reports and internal reports of the Canada Revenue Agency. They said they have, I'm quoting them, we have to get ahead of the underground economy. Because if we don't keep this up, there will be a substantial growth in black market dealing. Why do they say that? Well, that $69 billion figure you mentioned, that's a 50% increase in six years. You say, well, Canadians are beautiful, hardworking people. Why wouldn't they pay their taxes? I'll tell you why. Absolutely fascinating. They commissioned a research paper back in 2019. This is one of my favorite CRA reports of all time. And they interviewed taxpayers, and they said, so what, you know, why don't you like that? And, and I'm reading the results, Roy. 
55% of Canadians agree with the statement, I pay more than my fair share. 34% say, I'll pay cash for service if I get a cheaper price. 14% say, I don't think tax cheating is a real crime. And 10% agree, I think a small amount of tax cheating is not so bad. What's a small amount? Under $1,000. There is a significant portion of Canadians who have told... (laughs) pollsters hired by the tax collectors <laughs> that if I can save a thousand bucks on taxes, uh, that's a good day for me. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not that unusual if we just think about uh, the underground economy and the options that are available playing in that underground economy for somebody who provides a service to actually offer you no tax deal. And, and when you ask them about it, when I've asked them about it, first they become a little suspicious, like, is this guy work for the CRA? Uh, no, I don't. And and then it's a case of, well, uh, if I don't offer it, my competitor will. And there's 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 no real fear. I've I've, I've not seen anybody cringe when uh, when the cash. Not that I'm saying I made one, Tom. Understand me now. No, not no, that I'm saying Nixon, I ever made a cash as, deal. As Nixon said, that would be wrong. I, of course not. Right. <laughs> I have I have never made a cash deal. Well, that understood. But I've had people say to me for no particular reason that I understand if I don't offer cash options, then I'll lose my business. So $69 billion, eh? Big money. It is well, big you money. look at some of those provincial and federal sales tax combined, some provinces, right, this is no joke. It's 13, 14, 15%. Yeah, it is. 15%. And they're going up April 1st. Our, uh, our, our beloved carbon tax is going up yes, April it is. 1st. Yeah. Uh, now it'll go up to uh, the equivalent of about 14 cents a liter on, yeah. on, a, on a liter of gas. Yeah. Now, what's this? They made it up, says Lib MP. Allegations of corrupt election practices are a deliberate campaign of disinformation, claims a liberal member of parliament. So we're wasting our time and chasing down the... Is it we're wasting our time chasing down China's interference in the 2019 and 2021 election? Is that what we're doing? Yes, that's what we're doing, well, according to the MP from York Centre, a Toronto riding uh, right there in Ontario, MP Yarosak, who said it's all uh, you know, it's all it's all a bunch of baloney. Uh, none of this is based on facts. It's all a deliberate campaign of misinformation. It's uh, by the opposition and their bad friends. I'm quoting her in the House Affairs Committee. It's a lot of talk. And I want to lean in what happens when there's disinformation and on and on and on. What's the most interesting part of that speech? Well, it occurred in a filibuster. This was about hour 22 of a filibuster in the House Affairs Committee being run by the government caucus. That's unusual when government MPs run a filibuster. Usually it's the other way around. Exactly. What are they filibustering, Roy? Well, they don't want the chief of staff. (laughs) They don't want the prime minister chief of staff to have to come down to committee and answer two questions. Question number one, did you learn of allegations that a crime was committed involving election fraud? And question number two, if so, what did you do about it? Hour 23, they are approaching as the committee reconvenes on Tuesday of this filibuster. It goes on and on and on. It's bizarre, particularly since the member of parliament for York Centre insists that the allegations, I'm quoting a Blacklock's reporter, Allegations of corrupt election practices are a deliberate campaign of disinformation. Put in place by whom? Oh, I shouldn't ask that. They'll filibuster this show. 22 hours, eh? Oh, yeah. It's been going on for 
for weeks, really. Yeah, I know that, but it's a long the time. The committee doesn't meet continuously. Oh, it's absolutely mind-numbing. Say it's China. Let's stay with this. Say it's China inquiry or bust is another headline from uh, at Mining Ottawa. Tell us about that. This is interesting because this is where you, you, you get down to the weed after the chaff, right? So this is the uh, main opposition parties, the conservatives, and the Bloc Quebecois have been very strong. You, you've talked to Mr. Singh of the New Democrats. What is their point about a public inquiry into alleged felonies involving the election system? How do you go into another election with this dead carcass hanging over the 44th Parliament? In other words, you don't have a choice. And they have said this very plainly. There is no monkey business here, Roy. We have to get to the bottom of it. How do you be a functioning G7 country with any self-respect if you're not interested in picking up the phone to call the police when there's an allegation of a stolen vote in a certain riding? How do you proceed with that? That's their point. That's why they say there must be an inquiry. That's the minimum. That's the, that's, the, that's the bottom of the barrel. After that, there's no barrel anymore. It's funny that some people think they can talk their way out of this. Yeah. And, and they're making every effort to do so. And uh, obfuscation has worked in the past. I don't think it's going to work this time. I think people are, are, are tuned in. Uh, they, people are interested in this one. I don't think it's going to disappear as others have. Now, uh, tax hikes. Committee urges tax hikes March 28th is when the finance minister delivers her her budget. She promises to be uh, careful with our money. I think that's paraphrasing, which is which would be quite unique for this government, careful with our money, because we don't have any left. Interesting, Roy. The Commons Finance Committee majority, this is Liberal MP, said there should be a tax. I, I think people will find this interesting. They say they want to, they you know, this is the, 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 the soak the rich uh, a mantra have to tax uh, high-income earners, wealthy corporations, because they say they have to close the growing income gap. Did you know the income gap is not growing in Canada, and it has not grown in 25 years? Well, who says that? Some crazy right-wing economist? No, that's the Bank of Canada said that. They published a report and said, data show, I'm actually reading from the report, income inequality in Canada has been relatively stable over the last 25 years. You know what, Ryan? I guess we have some problems in this country. Income inequality, not one of them. There's not that many plutocrats driving around in top hats in this country. Okay. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.